0: Welcome back. This is two queers on the pod, on a pod, Ooh, <laughs> on, the pod. on top of it. I am Malik,
1: and I'm Marin, and we're two best friends bickering and talking about LGBT culture. Yes,
0: yeah, so we're getting back into it. Um, oh, well, I mean, dipping on in. I mean, we're pretty consistent now, right? This is the like second. Uh, no, we're episode. late again. Oh shit! <laughs> we're right.
1: Late by we, y'all. I swear to fuck, we gotta stop saying that we're gonna get on track with posting these on time, because every time we do it, one of our lives is like, hey, fuck that! <laughs> <laughs> and something happens, that gets in the way. This okay. time, it was actually a pretty good thing. Um, I think what threw us off the most was me getting a job.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> that threw me off, that threw you off, like, uh, Because really, we,
1: but... it's like a whole uh, 9 to 5, it's actually an 8 to 4.30, but... Um, doing, like, emails and customer service data entry shit, uh, which is fine, by Email but... marketing? Oh, yeah. Sure. Um, we... <sighs> I hate you. I don't think it's marketing. It is. I'm not marketing Customer anything.
0: service is still, like, through emails is still PR. It's still, you're, you're <laughs> representing the company. That's Fair marketing. Fair enough.
1: Fair enough. Um... Yeah, no, so I've been doing that, and that's been taking up most of our weekdays or my weekdays, um, and especially because it's in the city, and I actually live fairly far out of the city. Uh, and if I try to go home right at was 4:30, that a fart.
0: what was that? <laughs> that
1: was a burp. Ugh. If I try to go home right at 4:30, Then it will take me two hours versus the usual 30 minutes. That's rough. Uh, Yeah, so I end up having to spend an extra, like, three hours after work in Seattle proper every day, which is fine. But, like, I have shit I gotta do at home. So that makes it really difficult to schedule things. And also, we record here, so there's that at my house.
0: Yeah. Well, that's fun, but do you like the job? Is it
1: exciting? I do. Um, I wouldn't say it's exciting. It's quite tedious. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really cool. I like... um, My coworkers are pretty decent. Um, I've had a pretty fun time with them. The company itself is (laughs) alright. It's just one of those ones that, like, I'm gonna guess at least 70% of their, um, like supporters or their customer the customer fan base is probably like trump supporters or at least rednecks um but what's great is that all the people in the office aren't so all of them make fun of the customers behind their back
0: like that guy about you said he was a walmart whatever
1: (laughs) yeah some guy wrote an email saying um, that, well, look at me, just Walmart, Walmart trash. <laughs> and we made, I don't really remember the whole thing. So I feel like it's not as funny, but, um, <sighs> he God. wrote in and was like, yeah, I guess I'm just Walmart trash. Right. And we're all like, "Oh, this guy called himself Walmart trash. We didn't even have to do it. <laughs>
0: Well, the whole point was the company, their clothes are really expensive. Like, jackets are, what, $600 at points? Like, shit's expensive, so...
1: It is. It's very expensive, but it's also expensive because it's high quality, and it's meant to be worn in very um, adverse situations, so a lot of them tend to be that, like, rural, white, um, upper-middle class... Um, or even lower class that have like saved their money
0: yeah
1: um, but I don't trust that it
0: saved their money well I because they you. like it's
1: because it's like work lower stuff.
0: class chic <laughs> but more so it's not working chic. Class. <laughs> yeah it's just
1: working <laughs> class um, so like they save out their money so that they can because it's good quality uh, but that also makes for like most of our, Um, customer base is also, I would say in their seventies or above at this point. And so they're the ones that like write in about like America and you're like, Oh my God. They start all of their emails as either dear sirs or dear sir and madam. And it's a lot like, that's the fastest way to show your age. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and not even just your age so much as your outdatedness. Um.
0: And audacity. Yeah, <laughs> because... a lot of them. I
1: just I I tweeted a while back that I wonder how fast I'd get fired if I started all of my emails with like first of all you sound hella entitled so maybe take it back a few notches. Yeah,
0: you came to me. I'm helping you out. Yeah, I can choose
1: to not answer this. We get people who call in and they're like, I waited on hold for seven minutes. And like yeah, sometimes it's more than that, but that's because we have a small customer service group but the point is they throw a fit about that and i if i was answering phones i still feel like i would be like i can put you at the beginning of that queue again <laughs> Test <laughs> like, me. Do you yeah try i have it? no problem oh
0: <laughs>
1: i lost connection <laughs> i wouldn't
0: even do that they'd say they'd say something rude and i'd be like
1: click <laughs> <laughs> i'd be like okay <laughs>
0: and then if i if they call back and i'm the one that picks it up I would be like, oh, the connection's bad. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I'm so soft. Um.
1: But, yeah, no. So that's, that's the new big stuff, at least for me. Um, the downside of starting this new job, I mean, maybe not the downside of it, but it happened right before Seattle got this crazy snow, which isn't, like, intense amounts of snow, but it is for a city that's not prepared for it. <coughs> Yeah. Like, Seattle tends to get, like, maybe one or two snowfalls a year that's usually, like, no more than two, maybe three inches. Yeah, but it,
0: it melts right away, and then we're good to go. Yeah, it doesn't like, stick. It's, it's never a
1: real issue. This time we got... Two I would weeks s- worth. Yeah, two weeks. We're still expecting it's supposed to start snowing again on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um... And basically, the whole city shuts down. Everything shuts down because there's like four snow plows. It seems like <laughs> in the hole and like salt trucks. But yeah, it shut everything down, which made it crazy. Uh, trying to get to work, I thought I was gonna die quite a few times. Yeah. So yeah, that was the downside. But if y'all know anyone in Seattle, I'm sure you've heard because it shuts everything down, even if you're. Like, you can be just fine driving in the snow, but where are you going to go because everything's shut down? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I, it hurt the small businesses a lot, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. All of Everyone was in the grocery stores, like, grabbing everything, except the peppers. <laughs> 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 grabbing everything. Like, nothing was on the shelves. And it took, like, I went to Whole Foods, it took, like, a 30 minutes to get in, like, through the line. It was so much.
1: Malik was mad.
0: <laughs> it was a lot. I was just over there getting cookie mix <laughs> of all things cookie dough
1: malik was like look at these people they're getting ready for this crazy snow and they're overreacting and i was like girl you better give some they were groceries yourself." because they well they're not they're not overreacting they just know that all the businesses are going to be shut down the so they need to is, get food is they
0: were open still like i went to... yeah they were open that day no they were open that weekend too i went to pcc That's while surprising. it was snowing like it was fine
1: still it's better to be prepared
0: I mean, I agree, because you don't want to go out there in the cold, so I get that. But
1: Malik was making fun of them, and I was like, girl, I'm at the grocery store right now. <laughs> 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 but, but I needed to stock up, because again, also, I live on this obnoxious hill that well, I'm you, like, I won't be able to make it.
0: You don't like the snow either, so you don't want to go out. That's I because like to go out and it's the fine.
1: ground is already against me on a normal basis. I don't think
0: the ground is out to get you. I You've met me. I think your foot is against your other foot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the point is I go down easily. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> get it. <laughs> I fall and trip. I'm very clumsy all the time. And, like, I get hurt without needing all of this. I trip and fall all the time. So... Net this, when it snows, it's basically like the earth has booby-trapped itself against me. <laughs> and So I have to go extra careful.
0: But I had a good time. I went snow... not snowboarding. Um, well, sledding. I did go snowboarding a couple weeks ago. But, um, yeah, I went sledding at, what is it, Gasworks, and that was really fun. I and
1: did not. I have refused to go outside in that. It was
0: fun. You know the, like, street signs, like, stop signs, mm-hmm. the whatever? There was a, like street clothes sign that we found and they're metal so therefore slippery so we used (laughs) that as a sled and that was really fun Uh, and terrifying (laughs) but i had a good time i
1: would die (laughs) i this is a good time to have like a little psa about like with all of these crazy this crazy weather situation going on like basically all over the u.s um watch out for your local homeless people Oh, yeah. Um, because this is crazy and this is the type of weather that will kill them. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I had a lot of friends, I've got a couple friends that work in nonprofits and so they were going out of their way to like work with theirs to be like, so how are we gonna like, we gotta walk around, see if anybody's here. If you see a homeless person, see what they need. I say all this because we had a really cute moment with the lady who was, outside yeah. of um, the church near me. She was up against uh, the wall and we were carrying cardboard because uh, Malik had wanted to slide down the, the hill and she thought that we were homeless. And yeah. so she was like, y'all can come over here. Yeah, it's <laughs>
0: safe and warm over, or not warm, but yeah. she said it's safer over here. and ugh.
1: We didn't actually, it was one of those moments where like you hear what she says and you were like, hi, or whatever, but you didn't like,
0: I didn't really hear, hear exactly. what she said until after and I was yeah, like, Yeah, it took a second oh, to process and we were
1: like, oh, she was sharing her shelter. Like Yeah. It was really sweet. So, um, try to do that, especially if you're noticing that more weather crazy weather's coming in.
0: There's that fucking it's that green building right below Capitol Hill the going youth into one. downtown youth center and you can donate clothes there and they help like homeless youth. Um, like get jobs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the clothes that you donate, they can the use stores. The House that too. They can use, um, a lot of the clothes. Like if you donate suits or whatever, they use them for the kids so then they can get jobs. Yeah. So.
1: <laughs> Another fun rant <laughs> is President's. We have a few of those. So President's Day is coming up. And in regards to that, I was just.
0: It'll actually pass before this is out.
1: Yeah, but probably. Yeah. But, um. I don't know, I was thinking about it while I was at my desk the other day and listening to Hamilton, and about how people love to pretend that the Founding Fathers and presidents and shit like that were, like, Mm -hmm. great people, when, like, you literally look at any of their history, and these people were assholes. Jefferson was a serial rapist, Uh, Washington literally pulled teeth out of slaves so that he could have janky-ass teeth. (laughs) because he didn't have any <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he just got a mismatch set i don't know like uh, all of that like i don't understand why we have president's day <laughs> honestly because like yeah. how many of them can you really say were like good people like obama's probably the only one
0: yeah
1: uh, that like as a whole was a good person yeah. Again, there's probably a few others. I don't remember all my presidents. A lot I of them, nobody talks about. I
0: all of them before the fifties, sixties, probably seventies, eighties, nineties, 2000s. Most of them are probably going to be rough. Like yeah. come on, if you if they were a white man in the age of slavery, I mean.
1: Yeah, come for on. sure, and I think there's one or two that did good. I mean, I'm not gonna say that they didn't do good. Some of them did good things for the country. Because that but that can't be denied, but that doesn't make them a good person or somebody worth celebrating. <laughs> yeah. And I just think that it's a lot... I'm not saying anything against Hamilton. It was just while I was listening to that. Hamilton does fall into it a little bit because it kind of like deifies George Washington. But that's closer to the cultural narrative in general that we're always taught about Washington. Nobody ever wants to look at the grimier details. I don't know. There's something in particular about the way, it's one of the things with, like, Republicans getting really crazy about the Constitution. Like, y'all are acting like this is a Bible. Like, Mm -hmm. it was written by God. Like, no.
0: Well, then when it's for people, um, marginalized people, they're like, oh, no, that doesn't apply. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, which one is it?
1: Oh. (laughs) Um... So but, yeah, there's yeah. that, where people who, I, people used to DFI Ronald Reagan a lot, and fuck that guy, he's the one who got us all killed with AIDS, so.
0: Well, he didn't get us killed with AIDS, he ignored he just AIDS. Ignored AIDS and,
1: it. yeah. Yeah, so he got a lot of people killed because he didn't try to make a difference, and he was in that place, he ignored AIDS until it became a problem for non-gays. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, presents are rough.
1: And our current one is the worst of all, so fuck him. Well, maybe not the worst of all, well, but probably.
0: In today's <laughs> like time now in this current age, yes.
1: So yeah, don't don't celebrate that shit. This bitch is an ass.
0: Okay, so do you want to talk about like our big thing for this whole episode? Which oh my god, the trash? All Stars.
1: Yeah. Well. So, spoiler alert! If you haven't seen the All Stars finale, I don't know what to tell you, because if you follow us, you definitely follow Gaze on Twitter, so <laughs> uh, everyone's been talking about it.
0: Yeah, but basically, I mean, we went to Queer Bar in Seattle to go watch the finale, which yes was a mild mistake at first, because, I mean, we already knew it was going to be packed as hell, there was not going to be anywhere to sit. We got there, t- like, three minutes before it started, mm-hmm. which we wanted to get there an hour before to get somewhere to see it sit, but that didn't quite work out, because we're rough, so... But, um, Queer Bar, which used to be pur, um, they have, like, a second level. It's a mini bar? Which they actually kind of had a third level, to be honest, because that second area where you go up the stairs and then you walk to the other stairs, there used to be a little sitting area right there. They covered it up, though. There used to be, like, a couch and, like, a chair or something like that. Like, a small little
1: thing. I feel like they probably had to get rid of it because people (laughs) were having sex on that couch.
0: Probably. (laughs) But it was yeah,
1: secluded as shit <laughs> right there.
0: Like 10 minutes in, we were like, you know what? Let's, uh, we didn't realize that that opened. So we went up there, Ren went up there, and yeah, no one, one the, was there.
1: One of the queens that was like at Queer Bar that was talking during the commercials was like, yeah, y'all can go up to this mini bar. And I was like, let me go see what it looks like. And I got over there, and there's like four couches, and literally no one is in that room. And I was like, bitch. <laughs> yeah, and a bar
0: to ourselves. Like, yeah.
1: So, I immediately messaged um, Malik and the others and was like, hey, y'all got to get up here. And then we had the mini bar to ourselves for a little bit, and then everybody else followed. Yeah. But, yeah, so basically, the results were Monet and Trinity tied, which uh, <laughs> I feel like was a lot. We, Malik and I disagree on who won that lip sync. Um, I think Monet absolutely won. Mm-hmm. And you think Trinity got it?
0: I thought Trinity was it was really close, but Trinity does the shit that makes Ren laugh. Or sorry, Ren. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't laugh. <laughs> Trinity does the shit that makes Rue laugh. Rue loves when someone gets on the floor. As soon as someone's on the floor, she's like, "Oh yes, they got the it." The thing
1: is, Trinity was on the floor for no reason, and then Monet was like, "Let me do like a full split and then do some." She cool did shit. do that split, and, and then was Trinity great. was catching up from there. In my opinion, mm-hmm. not the point. The point is, Rue got real scared that she was going to have another black queen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we talked, okay. We were like, we were, so Rue would be up at night being like, ooh god, a black person <laughs> in the frame, All Stars 4, Ugh. fuck that, like she would wake up at night sweaty as shit.
1: Rue has nightmares <laughs> about too too much of her um winners being black yeah (laughs) she's like it needs to be white overall we gotta fix the balance here and she was scared that monet was gonna tip it so she was (laughs) like let me just give this to trinity (laughs) Uh, which again i'm not saying trinity didn't deserve to be up there i think she absolutely deserved to be in top three with manila yeah true manila monet and Trinity should have been the top three in my opinion. And we
0: have to say we have talked about Trinity being a fucking mess yeah on for, here in the past many a time but this season she's actually been been pretty decent like she's she been appears sweet. To she's have been grown. fair yeah it, she has grown it I has...
1: still don't trust her because I haven't heard anything about her stepping back or apologizing for the making fun of blind people. Yeah. So, I don't fully trust it. But, as a queen, like, as her performing and her drag and her runways, she's really stepped up her game. That fucking china dress, that, that teacup uh-huh. china yeah. dress. it was gorgeous. Oh, my God. That dress was everything. I loved that dress.
0: Yeah, it was gorgeous. <laughs> Everyone did really well. It was actually a pretty tame season, in my opinion. This whole, like, season and... It's really confirmed that all-stars and really drag race in general isn't really about the talent that they bring in. It's more so, the, obviously, the ratings.
1: It's about uh, how much money Rue can make off of them.
0: Which, I, <laughs> if you bring in that holiday episode.
1: Oh, my God. That Christmas episode. Uh, y'all never trust when Rue puts out extra content. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's not real content. It's Rue being like, buy my shit. Yeah. Rue is a capitalist nightmare. And she's a sellout. And she's a fucking mess.
0: Okay, so we've talked about many times in the past how Rue's basically like a figurehead for the entire show now. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't really give much. Like he just kind of narrates and that's kind of it.
1: Yes, and, and we gives were. Looks.
0: Well, okay, wait, no, the looks, which some drag queens, I saw in an interview, I forgot who they were, but they, she doesn't really give great looks anymore. Anyway, that dress that Rue wore, her off... finale
1: <laughs> dress, like cheap as hell.
0: Yeah, it looked like it was. I could pick that up from Ross for eight bucks. Like yeah, no. and
1: then paste some of those little stars on, and girl, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> what is she doing? Like Ugh. it's
0: just like yeah, it's lackluster. Her. <laughs> I don't know. Like she doesn't. Whenever they critique, she says, "Oh, so what do the judges think?" Does she even talk? Is she even she really a judge? She occasionally adds
1: in, but yeah, she's not. I don't know why she's there. And we were discussing this and talking about how, like, I wouldn't be at all surprised. I'm. I feel fairly certain that Michelle runs things now. And Rue's just over here, like she puts in her two cents, and they like Michelle has to listen because it's technically hers. But I feel like Michelle probably runs all the shit now because she's like, it's fine, I got a baby. And he's just out here. Being a mess and being like, you know what? I hate trans people. <laughs> and then he fucking. <laughs> I hate
0: you. And I still
1: stand by my theory that he brought Gia on there specifically so he could say, "Look, I brought a trans woman on here." You notice he didn't bring Peppermint because peppermint he knew Peppermint, peppermint would said out. some shit.
0: Yeah, but like, okay. But the whole Michelle co opting the show, not to say that she is, but I can see it happening where she can basically take all of it, but Rue is still like the figurehead of it and like the main part. Mm-hmm. But like, it's a huge thing with marginalized communities where they'll end up selling out like Rue is doing. Yeah. And then someone who's straight and white will take it and do something yes. else with it. And, and it we've seen it time and again. Yeah, the essence of what the show is and what it does is lost at that point because someone who isn't in the community can't give that into the show um and so we've talked about this before like BET is owned by mostly white people now um Shea Moisture is like Mm -hmm. they cater to a lot of white people now like it's I mean and that's fine like Mm -hmm. it's but there's a point where it's like okay but you're shafting the people who supported you and what you were originally meant for and then also Grindr, uh, which you would mentioned a while ago, is owned by a straight guy, which yes. I didn't realize, which or I didn't realize.
1: A full fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just bought it, and that's why you've noticed Grindr has fallen down the drain. The LGBT magazine that was um, funded, it was like Grinders magazine and like social networking stuff and all of mm-hmm. that, completely shut down because he was like, I don't give a shit.
0: but yeah it's really just they sell out i mean it's capitalism to make money but like white people or someone who's straight that takes like grinder can take it and make money off of it
1: we discuss like i think it's very telling that none of the big um well-known lesbian or queer women Mm -hmm. um celebrities are ever asked on the show you think? Do you think for a second Janelle Monae wouldn't love to be a part of drag? Oh, I know she would. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure she already is a part of the drag scene on her own.
0: She is. What she wears, when I, oh my god, I love all of she her She has looks, looks. She and is, she would do yeah. great.
1: But Rue doesn't invite her on the show because he knows that she would absolutely call him out.
0: Yeah, and that... There's
1: no way Janelle wouldn't.
0: That brings back, like rue still has an obligation in my opinion to uplift the queer community with his show so mm-hmm. he he can do that through the judges that he brings on that brings more light to people that may not know about them mm-hmm. they can research them figure out what they're about that's supporting them in a way yeah um but he doesn't even do that to a lot of like you said queer women janelle Monet. Um, Who else? Haley Kiyoko, Tessa
1: Thompson, any one of these. There's so many, and especially queer women of color. These had maybe one lesbian, which I would say is that that girl from Orange is the New Black, who kind of toes the line, a lot of the time too. Um, The the girl who plays Boo. So he picks like. People that he knows won't... Again, he picks people who, know, who he knows won't call him out. Which, I mean, I guess that's probably a good idea as a showrunner. Yeah. But I find it very telling. And I don't even think he does necessarily... Like, I wouldn't say he has an obligation to the gay community, but he should be aware that that's his audience, and we don't have to keep putting up with him, and we don't have yeah. to continue being like, well, if he's going to keep just throwing us scraps, we have to deal with it. Yeah.
0: I don't think he has an obligation to the community to uplift it, but if he's going to center himself in the way that he is marketed mm-hmm. himself as that gay icon like that, then yes. you're going to have to. I
1: also think he needs, and I actually do think that this is an issue with a lot of gay men, um, specifically, is that they have this weird fascination with um, straight women Yeah. <laughs> that they love to be like, oh my god, fierce queen, oh my... Like, living it up, and sure, like, go ahead and give them their props, but as soon as it's a queer woman, there's crickets.
0: Yeah, fair.
1: And that's trash.
0: It is trash. <laughs> like, um, that... <laughs> That one whole, like the Judy Garland the challenge. Judy Garland- as Robinson. much as that was a great, I thought that that was like a really good challenge to uplift the community, mm-hmm. bringing queer people together. That was really great. That was the first one he's done in a while that's been yeah. like that.
1: <laughs> where it that one has mess. a little more relevancy to it. And like, Lady, it actually, does. to be fair, he has had Lady Gaga on there. And fair. Lady Gaga is a queer woman. Yeah. Um, and she tends to be quite outspoken, but I also imagine she's got a lot going on. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if all of this just flew under the radar for her. But um, I think that there's a certain amount of he glorify and he, and again, the queer community, or the gay community, gay male community, loves to be like, oh my God, a gay icon. Like, for instance, the Queerty Awards, um, queer mm-hmm. um Awards, I saw recently. I don't usually follow them, but I saw the thing where you could vote for nominations. I had a couple issues with that because first of all, the Queerty Awards, their queer crush category is only men. And I was like, you can't say queer crush if you're going to do that it'd be like a gay male crush. <laughs> Mm-hmm. don't don't fuck with me because i want i, <laughs> don't do, I wanted to vote on my queer crush and i couldn't because they didn't have but they did have india Moore in like seven other categories uh, yes. so i was like put india Moore in one of these put yeah. janelle monet and tessa thompson i would have had a hard time picking between the three of them i hate you <laughs> um Haley kyoko wasn't nominated for shit Mm-hmm. But Ariana's Thank You Next was was supposed to be the queer anthem. And I was like, bitch, they did have Janelle's Pink on there, okay. which of course I voted for. But why is Thank You Next on there before <laughs> Haley Kyoko's <laughs> amazing okay.
0: ass like her whole
1: album? She just put on an album last year that was huge. Yeah. And it's very gay. Like <laughs> like this even the cover is like in your face, gay. Yeah, and I love it. It's beautiful, and yeah. there were great hits on there that were quite popular.
0: And then Ugh. that's when you realize, oh, the community's not really trying to help me either. Like, yeah, I well, because it's not it into the community because misogyny. Yeah, I cannot it into the community because racist. Yes,
1: <laughs> that's the thing is that the what people, especially this mainstream idea of the queer community, ends up getting siphoned down to just white gay males. Yeah. Cis white gay males. Right. Um, and that's a huge problem. And once again, like I wrote a whole thing, like a, I tweeted out the Queerty Awards and I was like, so girl, why can't I do my crush yeah. <laughs> first of all? And a lot of people, that's actually how I found out about the awards was because people were pissed about Ariana being on it.
0: And that's rough. Like, like why, why, yeah, why is she on there? There like, were a couple okay, of straight get, artists on I there. I get why. Because yeah. gay, straight, or straight gay, gay men like her and all of that. And I because get it. She's, she's one of these She's fierce... a great artist, all of that. But yeah, she ends up being the straight, strong women, all of that stuff. So they're like, yes. And then they go as far as call her a gay icon, which is a lot too.
1: Yeah. And again, there are plenty of queer women who could easily fill that role. It's not like we don't have mainstream queer women out here like,
0: doing a lot, doing recreating
1: the, work. the game, yeah. Like, these women are out here, especially Janelle and, uh, and Haley Kyoko. I feel, um, and Kalani.
0: Oh my god, Kalani yes.
1: wasn't <laughs> even on there. And I was like, bitch, Kalani,
0: okay, of all the crushes, she's the crush. Like, <laughs> everyone, is. well,
1: everyone, arguably, everyone her. loses,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> I love Kalani, so hey, yeah,
1: Kalani <laughs> is fucking dope. Why wasn't she on there? She's. Every bit as mainstream as Ariana. Yeah. So I don't want to hear it. And Again,
0: arguably better, I would say better. I love Ke- Kalani's, Kalani's music. Kalani's good. Like I Ariana's mean, great. Her, yeah. I
1: mean. will give Ariana her props. I mean, her singing this album flawless.
0: It's great. Oh, I don't
1: know about the album. Uh, well, actually, I don't know I about I listened the to it album. once, and I was
0: like, okay, it sounds like everything <laughs> I saved,
1: like, three songs there. and then didn't listen to the rest again. So to be fair, maybe it wasn't that great. But there were a couple <laughs> of good songs on it, and I'll give her that. Yeah. She's doing good. She
0: sings very well, obviously. Unmatched. But a she's lot not a
1: queer icon by any stretch of the imagination. Just because she said, hey... I'm hitting up this girl. Her name's Ari. Lord fucking already did that. Where she wrote a song where she was like, this girl that I love, it's me. And I'm like, girl. What? I mean, that wasn't the words. She writes a whole thing where she's like, I go home to my girl, the only one who hasn't disappointed me. And then a whole thing. And then it's like, but all a stranger would see is one girl dancing alone, stroking her cheek. And I'm what? like, girl. <laughs> I was so mad because I listen. That was another one I listened to. Every time they start to be like, I go to my girl. I'm like, yes, a gay, and, and then, then they're she's not. like, it's myself. Yeah, <laughs> and like, girl, self love all the way. But stop queer baiting me.
0: I didn't think Ariana queer baited at all with that.
1: That one she made it very clear it was at the clear, beginning. Yeah. Lord fucked me over with that song. <laughs> <laughs> I got so excited for a second. Like, I had my phone open to add it to my gay playlist. And then I was like, bitch. <laughs> oh,
0: I love that. <laughs> Getting back to Rue being a fucking mess. I watched an interview, I don't, it was on YouTube, I don't know if this interview was two years ago, six months ago, whatever, but um, he was basically the um, host asked, you know, what would you do to be on the show the next time, or, you know, whatever, and Rue was like, so money. (laughs) And uh, they're like, oh, so, like, is that the only factor? He's like, yeah, I just want to be paid, I'll do anything and I'll go anywhere for money. And I was like, ooh, that's very telling. Like, if you look back at, like, the show and, like, going from um, what was it, Oxygen or whatever network to VH1 and how it's changed to just be like a capitalist thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and ratings and all of that?
1: What you said when you were telling me about it yesterday, you mm-hmm. mentioned that he, he specifically said, Well, I'll charge more for me to go and drag.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Um, And I think that that's also very telling. Just, I mean, and honestly, like, fair girl, because that's a lot of makeup, uh, outfits.
0: I know know Rue doesn't do any of what he looks like. Like, everyone, he has a makeup artist. He has a team that gets his outfits together, which they're doing a rough job recently. But...
1: (laughs) (laughs) The way he worded that made it very clear that, like, that is what drag means to him. Mm, Fair. Um, Drag is money.
0: Yeah.
1: Which makes him sound a lot like Steve Harvey. <laughs> I mean,
0: but... Well, the thing is, is, like, Ugh. at the end of the day, all drag queens, you dress up and it's a job. Like, that yeah. makes total sense, but... But it's
1: also about a community and all of, Like, there's a, a cultural aspect to it that I think Rue is too quick to brush under the rug.
0: Yeah. Um, and then, as of... This or last week, by the time you guys hear this, um, that whole interview with Steve Harvey yes. and Monique, Steve Har. There are so many commonalities between Rue and Steve Harvey with
1: capitalism in
0: general, selling out. Like
1: both of them are, we've we've mentioned this before. I think in a podcast how we've had this discussion about there are people who experience only one minority actually Ru doesn't fall into that so it's extra ridiculous but yeah how they're like one step away from privilege and so because of that they're mad about it and they'll throw anyone under the bus that gets in their way and i feel like both steve harvey and rue have done that
0: yeah. in
1: that selling out and that not caring refusing to be accountable yeah but yeah, no, that whole we just watched it. We'd seen, we'd both seen clips about it, and we watched it right before this started to make sure that we saw the whole thing. Yeah. with Monique and Steve, and Monique makes some incredible points about accountability and integrity, especially um, when you're a part of a minority. And also for her, like Monique, it seems like she was protecting herself. Mm -hmm. And she, instead, everyone's like, well, fuck you, and fuck that, and being a whole nightmare. And Steve refused to let her even get her side out. He was constantly yelling over her, Mm -hmm. refusing to let her say what she had to, and also not even making sense. Like, girl, what are you going to talk about? There's the two problems, the perception and the actual issue, and you're... Da, 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 da. and he's using those as like a roundabout way to ignore her points and yeah. say that no matter what you say you're gonna be wrong
0: yeah and it didn't the points that he brought up didn't even really make like you said make much sense like she would say well I appreciate if my community would just be there with me like you guys said you were and then you weren't and he was yeah. like but perception
1: yeah or like he was she was saying that like He and Oprah and Lee Daniels and all these other people said to her, you're not wrong. You should demand your money. You should demand respect and equality. And then in the public said, oh, well, she's being crazy. Yeah. And that's trash. Like, no wonder she's hurt. I would be hurt if these people that you think are going to be your friends and tell you that you are not wrong, but I'm going to be against you anyway. Yeah. Like, fuck you.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I mean, to I mean, I don't want to give Steve Harvey anything ever, but she didn't handle that Netflix thing as well as she could have. Like, fine.
1: His first but, point about she didn't have a real call to action there. Like, what are we canceling our subscriptions? Are we not watching yeah, something? that's like, fair. I thought that and that was actually really good.
0: That's the PR thing he's talking about. Like, there's no real way that anyone could really grasp it and do something. Mm-hmm. And that's really hard, and that's difficult, but, I like, think
1: that makes sense, but I also don't think that was her real point in it. it yeah. She wasn't really saying necessi- Like, she probably was very serious about, like, I'm gonna boycott Netflix, but I think well, the bigger... Well, no, she
0: wanted to start the hashtag, And yeah, boycott Well,
1: Netflix. I know that she wanted to, but I think the bigger issue... <laughs> He's paying attention to this one little detail of it instead of the bigger issue, which is Netflix wanted to underpay her, and y'all said you agreed, but then were mad that she was, like... No, nah, but I'm not going to be underpaid, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then he <laughs> even, I mean, he said, Well, I was fine with the Netflix thing. Everything else was rough. She was talking about the Netflix thing, then brought it into a whole industry, societal racism issue. And, and he, he refused to somehow listen. couldn't see it. And that's a problem that a lot of people have where they think it's just one specific instance when it's really a societal issue that we need to bring into
1: light. Let me tell you. Uh, I have to say if you see any of that interview, the best part I think was her saying, yeah, the Netflix thing was extreme, but isn't inequality extreme. Mm, yeah. And I was like, bitch, like <laughs> that hit hard. Yeah. Um, so I think she's making great points. And honestly, she now, make really now that points. I've seen all of this, I'm like, shit, I gotta follow Monique. Like <laughs> I gotta make sure she yeah. gets some money from me.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, she's really cool. Um. But, yeah, it was a struggle. But, okay, when the way that Steve Harvey was treating her that entire time, grabbing her hand to have her stop talking, talking over her when she was... You know, it's supposed to be a conversation. That's what they do on the show. You're supposed to have a conversation, but he was talking over her the entire time. Mm -hmm. Did that not feel, (laughs) like, rude... Um, in the vixen, during, <laughs> <laughs> during it
1: did. It felt exactly like it's again. They're making very valid points, and instead of this is a very common thing. Um, I think with abusers, it's very much a, a gaslighting is, adjacent though. situation Fair. of turn. Instead of addressing the thing that the person's bringing up, they take issue with the way you brought it up. Yeah, and will turn it on you. It's a abusers do it all the time, where they're like, well, like for. <laughs> Throws us back to, uh, if y'all have seen the Dirty John documentary, oh, no. where he talks yeah. about um, she opened his mail because he had suspicious mail. And he's like, and she asked him about, like, why are you getting letters from prison? And he's like, how dare you open my mail? <laughs> I could get you arrested. I Even though it's her very husband. Attacked. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, it's her husband and, like, bitch, I... that makes sense you're legally like y'all are technically the same person. Oh. I mean the I mean I don't know if that's legally you're technically the same but like marriage makes the two become one. I'm pretty sure you can't get anyone to prosecute in court because for you opening the mail cuz you mail. live at the same house. Yeah. Like what
0: <laughs> Like our bills are one especially cuz he didn't have shit, he didn't have money. Yeah, She was the one paying the bills. He was just walking so around the house. She to open the mail so she could pay actor. the bills. Even if, it has, if, even if it has his name on it. So, That's uh, a
1: sidetrack. But yeah. um, it's that same thing where instead of like the vixen had very um good critiques of the way that Rue's been handling shit. Yeah. And just like Monique had very good critiques of the way that um, marginalized communities, people who have gotten a certain level of fame and money will immediately turn around and be like, I don't know them. Yeah. Um. And I think that that's a really important conversation to have. It is. And instead of listening and hearing what they had to say, they immediately were like, how dare you yell at me? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, threw everything out the window, which is why, again, with Rue, Asia was such a great moment in there mm-hmm. because Asia was able to... Come after the Vixen's whole situation and be like, wait, y'all aren't seeing this, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like, she was like, Rue, you have an obligation to listen when people are doing this and saying, hey, you're hurting me. Yeah. Like, that's all the Vixen was really trying to convey. Like, you have hurt me. Yeah. And Eureka has hurt me because Eureka's a racist piece of fucking shit. Yeah. Ooh, I hate Eureka. And
0: And I understand why, like, the Vixen didn't handle that as well as she could have the entire season. Like, I get it. She was a little, prob- like, not problematic, but it was I just... I loved
1: the Vixen through the, that It was just, season.
0: like, rough, and she could have handled it in a better way, but... I feel like Rue could have just handled it in a good way as well. They make the vixen look to be that crazy person Mm -hmm. that is just trying to attack everyone, and I know she's not.
1: And again, this is one of those things that abusers are so good at, is turning it around and making the victim look crazy. Yeah. This is why whenever you hear a straight man, or even probably a gay man, let's be real, say um, that they oh, I had a crazy ex-girlfriend. Chances are they fucked them over and then we're like, look at them, look at them being crazy because I didn't listen the seven, the the seven (laughs) times that they probably approached them without the cameras on them or... Mm I'm sure, because you know how Rue is. Rue has told them, don't talk to me when we're not on camera.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, everyone knows that that's a thing with Rue. The Vixen had no other opportunities to be like, hey.
0: Oh, you want it on camera? Here it yeah. is.
1: <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I don't think that it should be the obligation of the abused or the victim or whoever, whatever you want to call that, to always be like, I have to handle it perfectly every time. Because that's a thing that happens a lot. And it. I don't know, that was a thing you and I were talking about recently, like how we're both very aware of like me as a woman and you as a person of color um, having to handle things in a way that will put you in a good light still Mm -hmm. um, because you know that people are way more... Quick to be like, wow, she's being hysterical yeah. or he's being threatening yeah. or whatever it is. I
0: mean, that's an ingrained thing that is hard to break. Like, even, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this, like you said, plenty of times. Like, me, even talking to certain people, my voice will get higher pitched without even realizing it because I'm like,
1: yeah, like your customer service voice. Yeah. Um, I think that that's a very real thing. And I think that that's something we all need to be aware of when we see shit like this, like with Monique. And with the Vixen, um, I think that there's a lot of critique of them and how they handled it and not, like, Rue, who was a person in power and, like, had to, like, did you see how fast Rue got, like, oh my god! Yeah. Like, she, Rue 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 looked like Brett Kavanaugh on the...
0: The, it. I, the thing is, is he kind of probably wants to be oh, Brett no. Kavanaugh.
1: <laughs> yeah. He, I swear, he would look like Brett Kavanaugh when he was on trial, throwing a whole temper tantrum.
0: And he said, and- we come from this, the, I hate that. We come from the same cloth. We come from the same thing. And I you got, my I got all of this and you can't get it because you're trash and you're horrible. No.
1: That's like how I've seen, you know how you see this, there's was a Facebook post the other day that I think um, a friend of mine posted that specifically said, like, there's two types of people in the world. The people who are, I struggled, so you have to struggle, too. And the people who are like, I struggled, so I'm going to try to make sure you don't have to. Or, like, maybe not struggle, but, like, I went uh-huh. through hell. Uh-huh. And there are some people who will try to make it better for other people. And there are other people who are like, well, I had to do it, so you have to do it. And also, Rue, people have different life experiences. Just because y'all are both gay and black, that doesn't mean <laughs> that y'all are the same person. Yeah, girl, what? <laughs> you have completely then, different life experiences, different families, different places you were raised. Oh, like, girl.
0: But then the thing about that is maybe he sees it that way because he sees people and only stereotypes, and that's. We're
1: two dimensional. He only yeah. he sees people. Rue sees people for how they can serve him.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: I don't think Rue sees people as people. Rue sucks. Yeah,
0: but okay. And... Transition into the new, the next part of our whole. Fucking oh my rant. god! Yes. I forgot
1: about her. So
0: okay, so Rue does all of this bullshit that we just talked about and more, but we don't, you know we have a limited time. <laughs> so then, people who are outside the community take it and run with it. So we just met this girl, Lindsay, at the at the bar that we were at, queer bar, when we were watching the show. Yeah, you know, uh. she was
1: one of our friends. Friends. Um, friends. <laughs> she just showed up, and they, like, introduced us, and then we ended up talking to her. And so we meet her, and I immediately am I'm like, this is a straight girl. Yeah, it was straight, girl. a straight white girl. But I was like, let me be careful, because I don't want to just be, like, femmes are straight girls. Because I get that a lot. People just assume that I'm straight because I'm femme. So I was like, let me be careful. But she she made it real clear, real fast she was straight. Yeah. But she's over here in the middle of the gay bar, doing a lot, and she, at first, we were like, oh, she's subdued, she understands the culture, she's watched, and then, I think the first thing that gave her away was she started talking about how hot hot her gay best friend was. Oh my god. And instead, like, it was like watching a middle schooler with her crush. Actually, no. It was like Regina George. (laughs) Because she was over here, like, shoving his arm while she was talking to us and being like, he's so hot. Isn't he hot? He's talking to someone
0: else and she's like, he's so hot. It's like, girl. And we
1: were both like, Malika and I are looking at each other like, what's happening? (laughs) Um, That,
0: That idea of, like, just talking about your friend like that just is weird to me
1: yeah like so Malik and I will do like our jokey thing where we're like that's hot or whatever (laughs) or we'll be like you look really cute in that whatever or we have our running joke about being husband and wife because somebody thought I was his wife one time and so it's a whole thing but you never see either of us being like oh my god and
0: also (laughs) also the weird the, the thing about that that's weird is that it's also putting that person you're just meeting on the spot of like, oh, I have to say that they're hot. <laughs> like, do I have to? Because I. Oh, every time, I wasn't going. To. I didn't say anything. We just laughed.
1: <laughs> I would have been, I been think like, "Girl, I said, I'm gay," I guess, but I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, I think that there's that, and there's also like, girl, she showed so fast through that how much she fetishizes gay culture. And she, I don't know, that was the thing is, that's actually what started our conversation about um, the way Rue lets people in and celebrates the type of people who take queer culture and try to culturally appropriate it. Like I really don't like straight girls in gay bars because then everybody thinks I'm one of them and it makes me want to fight. Well
0: yeah because especially she was talking about how when she has her scooter around town she has the rainbow flag bitch. and has a rainbow hat and I'm like girl.
1: Yeah she showed me that rainbow helmet and I was like bitch fuck you <laughs> <laughs> because I would have seen that girl on a scooter and been like a gay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not the truth.
0: And I, I appreciate the support but Also, girl, you're doing. I
1: don't even think that's why she was doing it. I think she just likes a rainbow. But, (laughs) um, which girl, fair. Everybody likes rainbows. (laughs) But I think that there's, um, there was a lot of things like she slowly got worse and worse. She got real crazy talking about how she wanted to go to a different gay bar and put her vagina in somebody's face. Like, that was word for word. She was like, I want to go. It was to neighbors. She was like, I want to go to neighbors and put my vagina in someone's face. Like, girl, they're gays. They don't don't want want that. that. (laughs) They only cheer you on because you're messy and they think it's funny.
0: Yeah, and (laughs) that's something about, like remember Renee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Renee is a fucking name. I had
0: someone in my cohort. I'm not sure if we talked about her, but she, we went we to. Um, we gave
1: her a fake name, but I Renee's know. a well, real name.
0: Renee's here. Um, and we were at uh, our place and we were at a drag show. I was with a whole lot of people from school and she decides to go, try to go up on stage with the drag queen while the drag queen is performing <laughs> and is trying to dance with them like it is she does so fucking much and i i understand most straight women don't do shit like that but you know the type that does <laughs> like
1: yeah well it's that's the type that come to gay bars yeah fair. and decide that they're gonna be in everyone's face and
0: then they love when they're like oh my god me and this girl kissed <laughs> isn't that <laughs> like she's the type and it's... i don't
1: doubt that for a second But you know what's interesting about that? What? Straight women only say that shit around gay men. They don't like they don't talk to lesbians and be like unless they're interested.
0: And straight men that they're interested in. Because they love fetishizing it in general. But
1: they you never see them bring it up with like lesbians that they aren't interested necessarily in. Uh, girls like that, I always hear them talking about that to the other people to be like, wow, I'm so cool, but they won't say it in front of lesbians because they'll be like, they'll think I'm one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and that's telling.
0: Yeah, it is telling. She was talking about buying a scooter. The scooter is expensive and it like put a hole in her money butthole or something like that oh my god she was
1: like my money butthole is so loose and raw right now yeah and i was was like like... girl i don't need to know that
0: (laughs) it is so much and i i can't help but think that's a gay thing she's heard oh oh absolutely i have never said that nor will i ever say that but
1: that's (laughs) i know there's a gay
0: that said that somewhere and she's like i'm taking that yeah she's like this is good (laughs)
1: She also did, we had an argument about, she thought Trinity should have won, which isn't necessarily my issue, but... We, and when we started talking about it, she annoyed me because she was like, I look at the whole package, but if their runway look is off, it's rough. And I was telling her, I was like, girl, this is a next top model. Like, it's about the whole thing. Yeah. You have to be able to be a performer. You have to be able to have looks. You have to be able to do like, It's the whole, it's
0: the kind charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't see any of that. She, she only sees, sees the, the, the runway.
1: And again, I'm not saying that America's next top model is bad. They've got great looks. I'm just saying that's a different competition yeah (laughs) like that's not what this is this is about who makes the drag all-star who represents the drag community yeah through this and so i was annoyed with her about that and then she was talking about that and then as soon as i started talking shit about rupaul (laughs) she got real quiet real fast um, Her which honestly
0: <laughs> since she wants to talk about buttholes.
1: which honestly was good because if she started trying to fight me on this, I have the receipts, yeah. and I'm ready. And I think she was well aware of that that I knew what I was talking about and that she didn't. Yeah. Um, also,
0: may I mention we talked about liar. privilege here. Um, I would normally argue with someone like who is like I would argue about them with this sort of stuff, especially because, person of color being rough, uh, me, person of color, I would then have to, I feel like, have to talk about how they're rough yeah. to people. But when it's a white woman, it feels, I don't want to, it's an unconscious Seem bias. quote-unquote aggressive. Yeah, aggressive to them. So Ren was able to step in as a white woman and is able to talk about it. Thanks. And use her privilege in a way that helps other people, yeah, which is Yeah, that's something great. we've
1: been discussing a lot about, like, Malik's really good at using his privilege um, as a... Male, especially for (laughs) a male man, (laughs) call back to episode one. Yeah, um, yeah, no, as a male, because uh, especially like with public transit, uh, I get a lot of really crazy moments on there where Malinka's like, Let me just put my body between the two of you guys (laughs) because you're doing a lot, and like where I'm like visibly shrinking because men are doing a lot. I feel like that's a cute little way to almost endless, I guess, is Mm -hmm. um, a PSA to, like, don't forget to use your privilege where you can. I know that, like, we discussed recently, like, remember that girl that cut in front of you at the hot dog line? But I didn't want to call her a bitch and be crazy because she was a woman of color, and so you had to be the one to be, like, and you couldn't even go crazy on her. You just had to be, like, hey... So you just cut in front of me in line, it's back there, and then she was being a little bitch, so we didn't do anything about it. And
0: then she was like, oh, I'm with, (laughs) she was like, I'm with my, um, I'm with my boyfriend, and then I was like, hey, boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) And the (laughs) boyfriend. He was like, I'm not in this, I'm not even eating anything, and I was like, okay, so she's being a mess. So, but (laughs) it's not that big a deal. Like, I'll just let you cut it, I don't want to get into anything crazy, it's not that crazy. But um, But, I just liked that he was like, no, I'm not
1: Yeah. (laughs) I talked to you afterward, and I was like, just so you know, I wanted to back you up on that and i totally agreed with you but i couldn't be crazy because even though it's a woman to woman thing i don't want her thinking that giving off the impression at all that i am thinking like what because i'm a white woman yeah and so i I was like girl y'all are doing a lot um so i think that that's a little psa like use your privilege where you can but also be aware of your privilege in fights Um, and arguments and shit like that, like, try not to overstep your bounds with shit like that, because I think that that is also really important. Like, I think Malik is also careful, um, you mentioned that you didn't want to fight her because she's a white woman, but I think it's also important because it's male-female dynamics, that whole situation with, uh, it can, it can be hard to toe the line. Wait, Um, who am I fighting? With Lindsay.
0: Oh, yeah. I wasn't going to fight her physically. I mean, I know you weren't going to physically fight (laughs) her. I'm just not going to argue. I
1: think there's, yes, there's the the racial thing, um, which can be because they love to be like, he's being aggressive because he's looking at me. Yeah. Um, But there's also, you have to be aware that, like... Men raising their voices in an argument is very different than women raising their voices of an, in an argument. Yeah. So I think there's all of that mixed into there. It's a so weird people are complex, you guys. <laughs> That's what so like, we've learned here. B <laughs> Rue doesn't know that. <laughs> so <laughs> mess. So um let's be aware of that so that we can be better than Rue. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's not hard.
1: We <laughs> already are it. better than
0: we He's down there somewhere. <laughs> under Being some a mess, shit. Hanging
1: out with Steve Harvey. <laughs> and Steve Harvey's like, this gay guy is really close to me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he touched me twice. I'm gonna die. Okay. On the shoulder. Risqué. <laughs>
0: Steve Harvey's like, that'll be 30 bucks.
1: (laughs) Steve Harvey was talking about how Monique said that Oprah can suck her dick. Uh, And he was like, "Ah!" and then he was like, I couldn't breathe. And I was like, bro, it's not that crazy. (laughs) Chill out.
0: I love it. But yeah.
1: So our question segment do you want to ask the first question or do you want to ask the second question? I don't even know the question. You're holding the question. Oh, here it is. <laughs> so, did you want to ask the first question or you want me to Sure,
0: ask? I'll ask the question. Oh. <laughs> oh. The first one is what did you do on Valentine's Day?
1: On Valentine's Day, I worked late. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you were making some money, so I'm yeah, into it. Yeah,
1: I uh, stayed late for a little bit and then <laughs> I went to Barnes and Noble. Well, so I went to Macy's. After work I went to the mall, I went to Macy's and bought a new jacket, and then I went to
0: <laughs>
1: Barnes and Noble and did online shopping, and then I went home and cuddled my cat and got high. Cool. This was a good time. Okay, yeah. um, what about you? What did you do? Probably something better.
0: <laughs> uh, um, I may have went on a date with. A, a cute boy or whatever. A human? Yeah. <laughs> what? Okay, well, anyway, we went to this, like, Italian Mediterranean place. Like, it was, like, a fusion, which is interesting. And I didn't know that existed it's as Colin a cuisine. Man- Manuel. I didn't know that that existed as a cuisine. But it makes sense, because everything is pretty close in that area. The Mediterranean with the European there. Mm-hmm. And, like, so, that chef was... Talking about because he actually came up to us. Um, oh. he came up to every table and was like, Hey, that's love a love that you love the food. Sunny did that,
1: yeah. But I feel like, is this like a small business? Yeah, oh, I wasn't picturing it as like a chain,
0: <laughs> no, yeah, it was a small business. I
1: still feel like it'd be it, a lot like of compliments. It was
0: a house renovated into, oh,
1: okay,
0: you know, that's fair, yeah, okay. But yeah, it was cute. We had a good time. Then we watched some Avatar because I'm making him watch Avatar the last I render. not the. Not, like, the movie Avatar. We're going to
1: call him Manuel, I've decided. Like Um, manuel Miranda.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Second question for Valentine's Day is, tell us a fun, um, what's your favorite, like, either Valentine's story, or if you don't have a funny Valentine's story, you can do, like, a funny date story, or a cute, or memorable, whatever you want to tell.
0: You tell me first. I don't know mine yet.
1: Ugh. Okay, I'm gonna go off of a date one because I don't think I've ever actually had like a Valentine's date, so just a general date one um, was this girl we'll call her Tanya because okay. <laughs> that's the only one I'm gonna remember that name um, and Tanya uh, I went on a date with her a while back, met her on Tinder she seemed really cool Except for the fact that we've mentioned before, she wore the same outfit to both dates, and I feel like that's really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because both dates, she was wearing Bermuda shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? I went on a date with her, and we were supposed to just go get coffee for a little bit, but we had coffee, hung out for like four hours, and then I invited her out to a thing that I was um, going to with some other friends of our of mine. Um, which was smash putt. It's like a golfing and drinking, or putt-putt and drinking inside of a building. It travels around. Mm -hmm. And this one I had heard about. I was really excited to go. So I was like, hey, you want to come with? And she did. It was cute. But, yeah, so basically Tanya came with me to the smash putt. We are having a good time, but my other friend, Brandy, was doing a lot, because this is what she does, and, like, the two of us like to threaten to fight each other a lot. So there was a moment where the two of us were, like, arguing about something, and she was like, Bitch, I'll fight you! I'll fight you! And was, like, pretending to push me back, but she's also, like, half my size. Mm -hmm. She's really tiny. And Tanya is not half my size. She was the same size as me, but, like, I mean, dimensions-wise, I guess, but she was, like three or four inches taller she was like six foot mm-hmm. that's not three or four that's she's less than six foot but <sighs> you know what i mean she was taller she's pretty like um she seemed very strong and <laughs> she got annoyed by brandy doing all of this in my face Same. and li- literally grabbed brandy by like the sides of her shoulders like are the sides of her arms Picked her up and moved her, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then turned and started talking to me, and I was cracking I hate up. That. <laughs> I died. Everybody else, like our whole friend group, lost their shit, like cracking up, except for Brandy, who was like bitch. You don't just lift me.
0: <laughs> She's like that bird meme or that bird <laughs> <dip> where <laughs> where it's like parakeet, shaking its head around. Yeah, sees that fake fight. parakeet plush toy. Am and I is- the fake
1: parakeet in this?
0: No, it's Brand... Well, I guess so. Well, I'm maybe, the fake
1: one, and she's in my face. Or maybe
0: your date was the fake one, and Brandy was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Moving her head around. around.
1: <laughs> I love it. But, so that's my favorite story, just because, like, Tanya and I went on another date after that, and then it just kind of like...
0: Because you were like, ooh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes I, I was friends. into that. I'm
1: not going to lie. <laughs> I was like, damn, she's protecting me. Look at that. Um... That was just a really cute situation, and I thought it was really cute that she was just like, No, you're not gonna find my date. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Yes. I'm into um, it. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And we went on like two more dates, and it fizzled out. But I will always remember that Tanya was the one that was like, Let me pick you up and move you out of my face. I'm into it. <laughs> and so. it was good. So, so I like what about you? I don't know if I, know if I have really, have, really have, have, like, a funny one.
0: Yeah. Um, I, don't know. I don't know. When, when, I, was when I was dating, dating uh, <laughs> um, like, a like, girl like, a girlfriend that my girlfriend in my high school, school or whatever, um, 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 she had she has this, like, this, like, like weird, weird, weird thing with, like, like, with, like changing the skin to someone else. else. But, yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, anyway, she was she trying to change change whatever. So basically she likes really, really, big, really muscular, muscular like basketball, football guys, mm-hmm. jocks, that sort of thing in high school. And so that I wouldn't that say that nice. you're not a jock. I don't
1: know what I am. At least I mean maybe maybe, maybe
0: I look like it, but I don't know. Yeah, how I, I
1: would am. say maybe not like mentally, like wise, but I'd say like body wise, you're still similar. So I feel like it's a lot that she's over here like let me I mean <laughs> you probably weren't in high school. I've seen pictures of you. <laughs>
0: Actually, I saw that one where you you
1: got strep throat and you couldn't eat for well, two weeks and you looked like, like a skeleton. That was like
0: freshman, sophomore year. That's different from like junior, senior year when you I were was were scrawny like, mm. as shit. But um, yeah, no. So every time she got, she would get me like clothes that looked like those, the people that she <laughs> wanted to look like. Oh no. So, so ugly clothes? Not, I mean, just like... So, stuff like like my dad would buy me
1: <laughs> oh no
0: so like she bought Four me sizes too big yeah exactly <laughs> so she bought me like these basketball shoes I think th- they weren't Jordans because those are expensive as hell but they were like on par like they, they were basketball shoes mm-hmm. and then like these big shorts I wear Ooh. <clears throat> I wear like I probably wore a medium at the time maybe a large but she, she got me like extra large and so they were like past my knees but they were shorts
1: (laughs) which some people wear
0: those things and that's fine but that isn't me I don't understand
1: how that works (laughs) with basketball shorts, though, because then the it's elastics so too... It's more look. Like, yeah, but then the elastics too loose, and then I'm gonna be worried about my pants falling down. It's too much!
0: Yeah, but, I mean, and, you know, fine if you wear that. It's not that, it's not crazy. Like, I'm not it judging you. It is if your it. pants
1: fall down in front of me. But, <laughs> so you won't... No, then I am judging you, because I'm like, girl, I didn't, I didn't want this. So, Unless it is a girl, and then I'm like, well, fine. Oh God.
0: So, yeah, it's not anything bad about the actual clothes, but it's, like, literally, like, why are you doing this? Like, I'm literally myself here. Like, it's a lot. So Mm -hmm. that was just a whole thing. And also, I didn't realize that was an indicator that 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 relationship wouldn't work out. But I opened it, like, in class first period because we had first period together. And when I opened it, my friends looked at me like, bitch, (laughs) I know you're not wearing those. (laughs) I, I don't even know where I put those shoes or the shorts or anything. I don't know where. Because I didn't give them back because I felt like that was rude. I
1: feel like your dad took them and was like, yes!
0: <laughs> Fair, because we wear the same um, size shoes. I <laughs> went
1: in dad for a second. Go look in his closet.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, it was just like, He was like, Girl. yeah, some,
1: some knockoff Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted.
0: <laughs> uh, so, you. that was like a Valentine's Day thing.
1: I like it. Yeah. Okay, well, happy Valentine's Day, guys. Or Whether you had... Yeah, belated, whether you had a date or you didn't. It's about loving yourself and having a good time. So yeah. that's the end of questions. <laughs> okay, so for the That's So Gay portion of our show, um, we're going to go ahead and do our recommendations. Mine is My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness. Hold on, let me grab that book. Can I got a burp. Okay, I hate you. (laughs) Um, Okay, so my recommendation this week is actually a series of books um, called uh, "It's by Kabi Nagata." Uh, It's a manga series, uh, a manga series from Kabi Nagata called "My." The first one's called "My Lesbian Experience with Loneliness," Um, and then she started doing these um, follow-up ones that are my solo exchange diary. It says, The heartrending autobiographical manga that's taken the internet by storm. My lesbian experience with loneliness is an honest and heartfelt look at one young woman's exploration of her sexuality, mental well-being, and growing up in our modern age. Told using expressive artwork that invokes both laughter and tears, this moving and highly entertaining single volume, this is the... One for the first book uh, depicts not only the artist's burgeoning sexuality, but many other personal aspects of her life that will resonate with readers. It's a really good series. I don't think you ever see this type of, or at least I haven't seen a book, especially lesbian oriented that is um, dealing with the repercussions of loneliness in this specific way and like realizing um, this is a very a girl who has, I have a lot in common with, I feel like she's, um, other than, I was going to say, she's a Japanese woman who um, has dealt with a culture that has suppressed her sexuality, and she's gotten to this point in her 20s where she, nobody really hugs her, she doesn't, like, touch people very often, and she's kind of dealing with that, like, that need to connect, but in a um, culture that doesn't really, she hasn't found a way to make those connections. So, like, in the first one, it talks about how because she doesn't know how to make those connections and she's feeling really lonely and she also is a lesbian who hasn't had any experience with it, she hires a, um, a sex worker to, um, come in and, like, basically, Like, they, I think they have sex, but it's also mostly about like the, she just wants someone to hold her. Mm -hmm. Um, and like her dealing with that and even a little bit of the shame that comes around that, though it's not as, it's a different type of shame because it's in a Japanese culture. And I think Uh that that's a little more accepted Mm -hmm. as long as you keep it quiet. Right. Um, in that particular culture. So it was interesting, like, seeing her deal with that, but also her trying to figure out where she's going. And also, she, shows a lot how that loneliness affects her mental health Um, because you see, like, these declines and rises and, like, she's clearly, I feel like, her symptoms are very vividly um, depression. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't really know. It seems like she hasn't really figured that part of it out yet, but she does know it's connected to her lack of connection uh i have been a big fan and the second volume of it like just came out last week so i'm really excited to get a hold of that
0: yeah it sounds really interesting i would actually read it
1: yeah you're welcome to it's a manga so it's a fast read too Mm. okay cool that's hot (laughs)
0: hot. (laughs) mine is actually uh megan ren uh watched Dating Around, which just came out on uh, Valentine's yes. Day on Netflix. And it's not queer-centric, but there are a couple queer, let's to say queer positions, queer episodes <laughs> um, in the segment. It's basically a dating show, which I'm not necessarily opposed to, but I don't love the idea of them. It's yeah. kind of like, eh.
1: This but, was a really interesting take on it, though. It I've never seen one take. quite like this.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I don't know if you agree, but I describe it as, like, it's more of, like, an eavesdropping on their conversations and mm-hmm. stuff as opposed to, um, like, a regular dating show where it's, like, Like, a competition, almost?
1: Yeah, it feels less orchestrated. It's very, like, it's based off of first dates. Like, it's not us watching, like, The Bachelor to, like, go off of all these crazy things and all these weird orchestrated situations. Yeah. It's just like, hey, we're gonna have you... Basically, they pick five different people to for them to go on a first date with and then you find out they get to pick one person to go on a second date with or not at all at the end (laughs) not at all like that one girl who was amazing
0: yeah um, we won't say who yeah but yeah it's a really great show i highly recommend it let us know what you guys think and oh just to be aware for number i think it's number two the one that's a little rough um just be aware that it is
1: yeah i think there's uh... watching it be aware that if you're any type of marginalized person there are some triggers yeah um there almost it's okay so i wouldn't even say it's just that one episode in every episode there's a one person it seems like who is a fucking mess yeah um and will go out of their way to i with most of them it's a little more subtle yeah um but there this specific specific one um i don't remember which episode it was but the girl's name was gerty the guy made it clear that he was sexist and racist by the end of it, and we were like, oh my god, like, Malik and I were yelling at the t- <laughs> at the laptop screen, because um, this guy was a fucking nightmare and needed to get popped in the mouth. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but yeah, go see it, it's good. Especially the lesbian episode was hella cute. It was
0: cute, and the old person episode. But yeah, in general, just watch it it's it's a nice calm thing normal most except that one episode to yeah. just watch
1: it's just a nice like seeing people on first dates even the ones that they don't pick a lot of the times um or they don't mesh you're like ah, oh, look at them i like them yeah
0: it's kind of a feel-good little show and it mm-hmm. like we got through it through for the week through the weekend like it's not that m- long
1: um so that is our show Okay, yeah, that's our show, Queers. We want to give a special thank you as per usual. (coughs) Sorry, a special thank you to Bradley, the artist who created our stunning artwork. Uh, check out more of her artwork on Instagram under the handle Brad Bradley Art. That's Brad, B R A D L E Y, Art. Um. I don't want y'all to miss on it, because she's been putting up some good shit lately. And speaking of RuPaul, she does do a lot of Ru-related art. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you like drag queen art, go check that out, because she does a lot of it, and it's cute. Into it. um, if you enjoy what you heard, please subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud. Want to hear about something specific, give feedback, or ask a question? Email us at twoqueersonapod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at 2QueersOnAPod. Both the email and the Twitter are written with numbers, but on Facebook the name is spelled out TWOQueersOnAPod. We put out podcasts bi-weekly, or at least we try to, (laughs) on the second and fourth Tuesdays of the month. And if you have a moment, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. It really helps get the word out about our show. You can rate and review it on iTunes or SoundCloud preferably both. <laughs> so go crazy guys. Cool. Okay, well, happy belated Valentine's Day and unhappy President's Day.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bye.
0: Bye.